Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Welcome to Football is Family, a podcast dedicated to the fan and fan experience. My name is Jeremy McFarland, and I want to look at the positive behind what makes football so enjoyable to watch and follow. I want to know why you are a fan of your team, of a player, or an era of football. Whether the pros, college, or high school, I want to hear and share your stories and your love for the game. If you want to be part of this podcast, please message me on Twitter at Jeremy underscore McFarlane, or on Facebook at the Footballist Family Facebook page. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. And we'd like to welcome everybody back to the Footballist Family podcast. And I've got a special guest, and he's going to introduce himself in just a second. Uh, but there's a gentleman's agreement, and once you hear about the, the his fandom, uh, you'll understand it, uh, why there's a gentleman's agreement out there bet- between the two of us. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself, my friend, and tell us what team you pull for? Yeah, thanks for having me, Jeremy. Uh, my name is Brian Wilson. I am a huge Buffalo Bills fan. Uh, I've been a fan since 1999, and uh, yeah, just an absolute Huge Bills fan. Well, see that now. Now that you're hearing what Brian's fandom is, uh, you understand why there's a gentleman's agreement between the two of us. Uh, there's some some sore subjects right now between me and the Bills, and I'm sure between him and the Titans. So we'll we'll just avoid that tonight. How about that? Absolutely. Uh, so you said 1999. Uh, were you? Did you watch? Uh, football when they were in the playoff or the AFC championship games in the Super Bowl four years in a row? Yeah, so it's kind of funny. Back in those days, I was nine or ten years old. I actually hated the Bills back in those days because I, I always went against my family and my friends and the teams they liked. So growing up, I kind of hated the Buffalo Bills. Now, where are you from? Where, where do you live right now? Uh, so right now I live in Columbus, Ohio. I'm originally from Western New York. I grew Okay, up so that's Bills country. Exactly. Is is that I've never been up that far. Uh the furthest north I've been is Canton. Uh, but is that has that always just been Bill's country? Oh, absolutely. Is it okay? Oh yeah. Um you have uh, this shows you how much I know about this area. Is Syracuse pretty big up there? Yeah, Syracuse is similar to Rochester and Buffalo. It's got a I'm pretty sure it's got a, it has a pretty strong Buffalo Bills following. Okay, okay. Uh, most of okay. us, yeah. So so if you were to go up there on any season, you'll fe- see the Buffalo Blue. Oh, yeah. Bills so, fans everywhere in Western New York. So what, what team did you like growing up? Uh, so with the NFL, I kind of bounced around a little bit in my early days. I was kind of, I kind of rooted for the, the San Diego Chargers back in the day. Uh, Detroit Lions, just because they had Barry Sanders. Oh, yeah. Um, just kind of bounce around a little bit. Didn't really have much of a team, but kind of just made it a point to always kind of just hate on the Bills just because all my family and friends loved them. So that um, 
so not only are the bills big in northern uh, northern New York, what type of fandom do you find throughout the state of New York? I mean, you will find some of the best, craziest fans in all of the NFL. I mean, we're talking diehard Buffalo Bills fans. Uh, you know, when it comes to the city of Buffalo, I lived in Buffalo, went to college there. So I lived there for about eight years. And you will not find a bigger, just better fan base than the Buffalo Bills. So you're a Khalil, uh, Khalil, Khalil Mack from your area there, huh? Exactly. He, yep. He went to University of Buffalo. So I thought he would, I thought when he got drafted, he was going to be a Buffalo Bill, but unfortunately it didn't happen. Yeah, he just had to go down the road a little bit like Kenny Pickett. Exactly. So 99, what hooked you? Great question. So I was, I recall I was in my friend's basement. We were watching a Bills, uh, a regular season game, I believe. There's me and two other friends. And, that's when I kind of it came to my senses, like, why do I hate the Buffalo Bills or the team right down the road from where I where I live, where I grew up? So it kind of just hit me like this is the team that I need to root for. And that was the year they actually gentlemen's agreement. That was the year they actually played the Titans. And we all know what happened that year. Um, but, yeah, that was that was the year that I, I jumped on the, the Bills bandwagon and just never looked back since. Now, that particular year, you had a quarterback controversy, which I don't think should have been a controversy. It should have been Doug Flutie throughout the entire year. Agreed. Uh, Rob Johnson was the prototypical quarterback, but Doug Flutie had a better, just was better overall. Yep. And I think that year, uh, I'm trying to remember the offense. You still had Bruce Smith. Um. Well, that was 99. I don't know if Bruce was still there at that point or not. I think he had Bruce, to Washington. He might have gone to Washington at that point. Yeah. I'm trying to remember your your running back. And I can't I can't remember your starting running back. That that my, that shows you how much my brain is gone. For some reason, Travis Henry pops into mind, but I don't know if he was the running back. Antoine Smith, Travis Henry, someone. Yes. I, I remember Antoine Smith. That team to me were just better than what they should have been. They were just that much better than what they should have been. Yeah. Because I think from the time uh, the last Super Bowl that the, that the Bills went to, they kind of dropped off for a couple, three years, and they just shot back up at that point. Exactly. So you have – so you were, you were in the area of Buffalo. You started following them. Uh, I got to know, are you a Bills Mafia? I am, Bills Mafia. I am straight Bills Mafia. There is, like I said, there's nothing, there's not a better fan base than Bills Mafia. All right. I got to know, have you been, have you been body slammed through a uh, table? Uh, that is one thing I have not done yet. Hopefully I can do that. So hopefully I'll do it this year when the Bills win the Super Bowl. You're going to do it. I will go through a table. Oh, I, I tell you, Brian, I love watching. You see, the Titans don't have that rabbit of a fan base. We're still, we're we're a college area. It's it's growing, but it's we're we're UT Knoxville. Uh, I love watching videos of the fandom that the Bills have, and there's that guy that still eats from that bag of chips every game. I can't think of his name, but he he eats from that bag of chips from the day that the Bills came back and beat the Houston Oilers in that epic comeback. And I think Brian, are, are you frozen there? Yeah, there you we. have about ten to twelve. Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. There we go. 
Yeah, I would say there's about 10 to 12 Bills Mafia uh, fans that are just, you know, well-known across the country or obviously within Bills Mafia, you know, community, I guess, if you will. Um, but Pinto Ron, he comes. That's his name. Mind. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, there's quite I still see the video of him holding something up and people shooting condiments at him. I was like, that's just, I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> but I watched that, a video of somebody who had their baby. You know, they did it softly, but they put their baby through a table. I thought that's awesome. Yep. Yep. I've seen that. So what do you, what do you do on a, on a game day? I mean, you're in Columbus, Ohio right now. So you're definitely in foreign country. Absolutely. I still see, I still see a few uh, Bills Mafia uh, fans around town. Um, I've over the last 10 to 15 years, I've tried to make at least one Bills road game uh, each year. It's been a few years since I've been to a game, but uh, I think at this point I've hit maybe 10 or 11 different stadiums across the country uh, watching the Bills play with just Bills Mafia and uh, and whatnot. So I've tried to make at least one Bills game away each year. But like I said, it's been a few years since I've been to one. Well, it's kind of hard to do that with uh, COVID for about two years. And exactly. And this year, uh, it seems like the NFL has decided to price regular folks out of tickets. Just, yeah. I don't I don't get that. But you guys look like you're and I think Titans today. Today is October the 19th. Uh, looks like we're both going to get new stadiums pretty soon. Absolutely. That's what I, I think the bills break ground uh, next year, if I'm not mistaken, which should be done by 2026. Now here's my problem. Um, don't put a dome in Buffalo. I don't think they plan on doing that. Yeah. I think they've kind of bypassed on the dome. Just something about green Bay and Buffalo if you put a dome up there, go ahead and put them with flag football and just play flag football. Yep. I mean, I want to see snow falling in people's faces and linemen wearing T-shirts. That's what I want to see. Same here. Now, I'm not as as well-versed on this as you are. Um, jerseys. I don't know if I like their new jerseys compared to what they were sporting around in the 90s. Um, I, I like the new jerseys that I like the all white look. I like the all blue look. And uh, I like the all blue look. I yeah. love the all blue, but I love the Jim Kelly era helmets. The red helmets. Yes. Yep. That to me, when I think of Buffalo Bills, I think of Jim Kelly, uh, Andre Reed, Bruce Smith, uh, uh, Cornelius Bennett, uh, Steve Tasker, um, keep going down the line. I, I know, you know, more than I do. Oh, yeah. Bruce Smith, uh, Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reed, uh, Fred Smurless, uh, Pete Metzlars, yes, James Lofton. James Lofton. Okay, Brian, this is where I, I, I've learned something over this podcast. I didn't realize that James Lofton was not an original Bill. I didn't realize that. Not. I believe he, paid, he played for Green Bay, I believe, before yes. the Bills. And I, when I heard that, I was like, okay, I learned something new. Because <laughs> yep. I always thought – I always thought with James Lofton, it was he was part of the Bills dynasty. Well, not originally. Exactly. I believe he got traded to Buffalo in some somewhere in the early nineties. Well, he went from one cold place to another. Exactly. He, he didn't. He didn't go to the warm spot. <laughs> but I always, I, I remember them uh, mainly growing up. I didn't see a lot of games. We didn't have a a, a team. We had Atlanta. That was the closest team, and that really wasn't a football team when I was growing up. It was just there. Right. 
So the most I got used to the Bills, the most way I've got accustomed to them was on Tech Marble Super Bowl. And I remember what did they call it? The K gun? The K gun offense, yep. Golly, Jim Kelly and that team lit my Broncos up so many times. I just I just got to the point that I had to outscore them. I couldn't play any defense against them. <laughs> His nickname was Jim the Machine Gun Kelly, I believe, in the K gun offense. You couldn't have an awesome nickname like that nowadays, could you? No, no. Jim the Machine Gun Kelly. Now, if I remember correctly, Brian, he did not want to play for Buffalo. Correct. But now he's he's uh, an idol up there in Buffalo, isn't he? No, now he loves Buffalo. I believe he, he lives there full-time or most of the time. But he has, yes, he's embraced Buffalo and probably their biggest advocate and probably their biggest fan to this day. He doesn't have to buy a drink anywhere, does he? No, I hope not. Uh, now, he – what one thing that really shows me the class of fans that y'all are is when he came down with cancer, how quickly the the community came to him. Yep. And that shows me, you know, it's like Brian, you and I, we were we were joking, and, and the gentleman's agreement is he doesn't talk about how bad the Bills destroyed my tides, and I don't talk about the Music City Miracle. But we understand that it's just a game. But cancer is real. And the fact that that y'all's fan base came to him like that, that's just awesome to me. Yep. And that's not the only thing that Bill's Mafia has come together on. They've they've raised a lot of money for a lot of different charities. Uh, When Josh Allen's grandmother passed away recently, they raised a bunch of money for the the hospital there in Buffalo. That's right. And I want to say that he was floored by that, wasn't he? He was. Yep. I think he was kind of taken back about – I think that that might have hit him in a real hard way or, or a good way and just realize how strong and big Bill's Mafia is. Uh, you better listen to the listen to the fans, uh, the owners of the Bills. Do not let that guy go. Sign him to a mega deal and just fasten him to Buffalo. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> but I, what I love about that city is I know you've heard it wide right wide right and my mom went blank on the kicker's name but i could see the game it was against scott the Giants. Norwood. scott norwood that's right he i think the city embraced him after that they did you know did. yeah he missed a kick in the super bowl but he's still a person again you and i could joke about games and everything like that but when it boils down to it's people and they have feelings and they have family so tell me if you were to make a, uh, a Mount Everest of Buffalo Bills, it could be anybody. Who what would you put? Who would you put on there? Anybody? Players, coaches, whatever. Uh, four guys. If if I had to pick four guys right now, it'd probably be Marv Levy. Yes. Jim Kelly. Bruce Smith. And probably Thurman Thomas at the moment. All right. Now, I think someday that's going to change a little bit with Josh Allen, depending on what he does. But I think Josh Allen's on his way to uh, joining that Mount Rushmore of, you know, Buffalo Bills players. That's he's a big boy, but doesn't it kind of make you wince every time he runs? Absolutely, and that's the one thing. Not to jinx it. I mean, knock on wood. 
again, he is a big boy. He's durable. But you just with the NFL nowadays, you just never know what's going to happen. I, when Ryan Tannehill runs, I'm like, Ryan, please, please stop. Quit leading with your head. Ryan, just stop. But I'm not playing their game for him. <laughs> so if you had a dream matchup in the Super Bowl, and right now, as much as I like to say I picked the Titans to win the Super Bowl, I'm also aware. <laughs> I'm also aware. I pick your Bills to be in the Super Bowl. Who do you think they're going to play? Oh, right now, I mean, the NFC is looking so, I wouldn't say weak, but uh, the, the Eagles obviously come to mind first, and, you know, first and foremost with how they're playing. Uh, obviously, their quarterback's young. He still has a lot to prove in the league, but overall, I think their team's pretty well, uh, very good. And second team, I'd probably say, oh, man. I mean, the NFC West isn't looking too hot. Minnesota maybe comes to mind. Minnesota, good gracious. What are they doing this year, and how can we bottle that? Yeah, I mean, the season's still early, so we'll see what happens. I know sometimes they, they tend to fall apart a little bit towards the end, but there's obviously a lot of football left to play between now and uh, the playoffs. I guess you, you watched the game against the Chiefs last week. Uh, I was expecting a 40 to 37 game. I was surprised with how little offense was actually displayed. Right. And those teams right there um, seem to be built for the next couple of years. But the problem is the salary cap's going to come and hit the Chiefs pretty hard in the next couple of years because of yeah. Pat Mahomes. And that's going to happen to your Bills, too. You might as well win quick. Exactly. So what do you got? I, I love – I was just uh, uh, adjusting this. It's it's Halloween, so I had to put this out. This kind of fell over. I have a uh, uh, kind of – it's a it's a lawn gnome, but it's a zombie Titans, which looks like me after the uh, Bills game this, this past uh, couple of weeks ago. What do you have that to you is, is special to you, memorabilia? I'm sure you got something. Uh, memorabilia for the Bills? Uh, besides, a lot of clothes – Shirt. Yeah, I like your shirt that you got on right now. Yeah, that's uh it's, rock this. It's simple. And that's one thing I like about NFL equipment stuff like that. It's it's just Buffalo Bills has their symbol. It's simple. I love that. But in terms of memorabilia, I wouldn't say I have any oh, man. That's a tough question right there. I'm not sure I have anything that's really dear to my heart. I have a ton okay. of like Christmas ornaments and stuff like that that are bills related, but do you have a memory that to you means more to you than anything else that, that evolves around the Bills? Uh, memory of the Bills, you know, I've been to a lot of Bills games in my life in Buffalo and elsewhere. Um, you know, just being at different NFL stadiums with so many other Bills fans, I mean, the energy is just electric. When you're hanging out with 20, 25, 30,000 Bills fans at other stadiums, other cities, and you're, you know, you're sharing a beer with each other, you're just having a good time, everyone's in a great mood. Uh, for example, I was in Nashville uh, three, three, yeah, three years ago for the Bills Titans game. Uh, just at, absolute electric being down there. Obviously, Nashville's a great city to be in, you know, first, you know, regardless. Uh, but just to have 25 to 30,000 Bills fans there, all just having a great time. So, so uh, the bills, the bills travel. The bills well. travel very well. Okay, that's uh, that's something that I was wondering about. 
I know college fans travel well, but I was wondering about pro um, because there's longer distances. Yep. And I think when the schedule comes out in March with the NFL teams, I think people look at that's the first thing Bills fans look at is the schedule. All right, who are we playing away this year? And I know you can see a couple years in advance, like who who the away games are yeah, versus. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of Bills fans, that's the one thing they look forward to is that schedule to come out and see where they can travel to and just see how, you know, just the different cities that they can go check out and, you know, bring bring that Bills Mafia. All right. So you said you've been to, uh, what, 10? 10 or 11 different stadiums. Okay. To your, in your opinion, again, this is your, this is your show. Uh, who has the best fan base, the nicest fan base, and who has the ones that you would avoid? Oh, man. Great question. Um, you know, it's hard to say. I've never been to a game in New England before. I've heard New England can be kind of rough. Um, I've been to games in Cleveland, Cincinnati, uh, Kansas City. I've, I've seen a Bills game there, which to me I think is slightly overrated. Um, been out to Seattle. A fan base, I would say maybe Cleveland fans. I don't know. I would love to go to a game in Seattle just for the experience. So that was probably my favorite stadium I've ever been to is the Bill. It was a Bill-Seattle Monday night football game probably five or six years ago. And the entire crowd stood for the entire game. I mean, it was straight. That stadium is unbelievable, super loud, probably the loudest stadium I've been in. Well, it's all that that's all that coffee they drink up there. Exactly. All you just, you just pump that pump that Starbucks right in your veins. Yep. Cleveland to me would be if I wasn't wearing Titan stuff, it would be a fun place to go. Just to see the fans. Yep. Because I don't I remember the 80s before they moved, which still bothers me to know when that they moved. It's kind of like San Diego should still be San Diego, not Los Angeles. Just just the way it is. Yep. Um, and if Buffalo ever moved to Toronto, it should still be Buffalo. I, I'm just a purist that way, but I love it when they throw dog bones out on the field. <laughs> I mean, that's that's awesome to me. Titans don't have that. We don't throw flame out on the field. I, I guess that's what we would throw out on the field. What would y'all throw out on the field? Oh, please say Buffalo chicken. Um, it's funny you say that because when you talk about the dog bones from the from Cleveland fans. Bill's Mafia has been known to throw out dildos for Tom Brady. So that's oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh this is a family show. So uh kids ask your parents and then the don't message me. Don't message me. Uh no, for Tom Brady, I didn't know that. That to me, see, I learned something new today. I learned something new today. What I love about that is the Bills for years. How long was Tom Brady in New England? He owned the Bills. Uh, so again, I came, I became a Bills fan in '99. They obviously went to the playoffs that year. Almost probably could have went to the Super Bowl. Um, Tom Brady entered the league in what 2001, 2001 or 2002, 2000, 2000 or 2001. I believe. 2000 because uh, yeah, it was 2000. Yeah, and then he I, yeah then became the starter in 2001. I think. And he straight owned the Bills for about 18, 19 years where he just had – He owned the AFC South or the AFC East, I should say. Golly. Yeah. I like, though, that it's changed. And right now it looks like your Bills and 
the Dolphins look like the class. The giant, the Jets. Shoot, the Jets look pretty good this year too. Agreed. And I and I've heard that Zach Wilson is not allowed to. Uh, he's not allowed to come to Brady's house. <laughs> I'm just. I just heard that again. That's that's a. You just got to know the the ins and outs of that story. Um, did I get his last last name right? It, yeah, it is Wilson, isn't it? Yep. Uh, so if you had the chance today. And we're going to kind of wrap this up before Zoom tells me to to stop it. If you get a chance today, you could go all the way back to Ralph Wilson. You can all you can go all the way back to that to meet one person and talk to him for an hour. Bills related, who would it be? And I think we froze. We froze again. He'll pop up here in a second. One person Bills related. Ooh, there we go. Uh, one person I can talk to about the Bills. Ooh, uh, you know Jim Kelly. Three, I'd say Jim Kelly, Bruce Smith, and probably Josh Allen. Wow, can you imagine the stories? I, I'm sure that you would be sitting there in awestruck wonder, and so would Josh Allen. Oh, I mean. Just let Bruce Smith tell his stories and, and Jim Kelly tell his stories. That would have been amazing. Oh, that'd be great to hear some of the stories. And you're like, I imagine you're like me. I don't think of Eddie George wearing a Dallas Cowboy jersey. Do you don't think of Bruce Smith wearing a Washington Redskins jersey, do you? I do not. I hate that it ended up that way. It's kind of like Emmitt Smith being an Arizona Cardinal. Yep. Or Phoenix Cardinal, I believe it was at the time. It's just something wrong about that. I know that that's how the NFL works, but still it doesn't. I mean, it's like Jim McMahon. He ended up his career with the Packers. He won a Super Bowl, but he ended up with the Packers. How about Thurman Thomas wearing a Miami Dolphins jersey? He played for Miami briefly after the Buffalo Bills. So that probably hurts more than the Bruce Smith playing for Washington. Well... It's kind of like if Jim Kelly went to another team. How often? How awful is that? Yeah, it would be. It would be terrible. Well, give me your your best guess. What do you think the over under for the for the Bills are this year for wins? Oh, I'm going to say at least twelve and a half. I think I think Vegas said it at eleven and a half or maybe twelve and a half somewhere in there. Who do they have right now that they need to worry about? Because you're talking if it's over twelve and a half, that's four losses. That's not a lot of wiggle room. Who, right, you, so, who are you concerned about right now? Uh, with the, with our remaining schedule, you know, the Jets, I, I hate to say it, but kind of the Jets come to mind a little bit. I think they're a lot better. I think they've stepped up. Um, they got a pretty good roster, a young roster. Um, we obviously just beat, got a, got over a big hump with Baltimore and uh, Kansas City. Those that was your murderer's row right there. I, I figured if you can beat Baltimore, which Baltimore is going to be solid regardless, and, and Kansas City's Kansas City. Yep. Um, if you can beat those two, you got pretty good sailing after that. Absolutely. But if you're talking 13 wins, you would get a bye and you would get home field advantage throughout the, the playoffs. I would not want to go. To Buffalo in late January to play a game. Oh no! I mean, it's brutal. It is brutal. Oh, it, have you been there when it was snowing and pretty deep? 
Oh yeah. Having lived there, just knowing the weather conditions there in mid January, late January, it can get absolutely miserable. And what's, what's awesome about that though, is Josh Allen is built to pass in that weather. He just built the pass. It's like, wow, that he's, he's a, a, a freak of nature and, and you're glad that you got him. Exactly. And if, well, just like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, just like Miami has their, their uh, home field advantage with the heat in Miami and Buffalo has that same, uh, you know, advantage in the winter time, you know, when the playoffs hit, they have that, you know, cold and snow and uh, that brutal weather. So I think that can play effect in to Buffalo's advantage. I think it's funny to watch how the teams are built for the weather that they play in. Like if you go and play for, for Chicago or Min- – well, Minnesota really doesn't have a weather problem. They're indoors. But if you go and play for Green Bay, uh, you want to emphasize running. And Green Bay really doesn't with, with uh, Aaron Rodgers because he's also a freak. In, but you you have more of a running defense oriented because of the weather. And I think that's pretty cool. Uh, when when you're down south, you have people like Kyler Murray and Tua who who can run and throw. Uh, you have with the Titans, you have a, a running team as well built for the weather. Right. And that's just just neat that Buffalo has a quarterback that can both run and throw even when it's twenty below. Exactly. Well, Ryan, I appreciate. Oh, go go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say real quick, like that New England uh, Buffalo playoff game last year, it was freezing for that temperature. And you obviously saw what the Bills did in that game. So I think if a team has to travel to Buffalo in mid January, late January, hopefully that can play to their advantage for, for, for sure. So for the Titans, it's called tighten up. That's our motto. What's the motto for the Bills? Go Bills. Simple. <laughs> they, have, they have they have a theme song. They got the the uh, Buffalo Shout song and uh, Go Bills. Uh, obviously, Bills Mafia. But yeah, I think it's just simply Go Bills. All right. So here here's here's an agreement we're going to make. It's on. It, it's being recorded and it's going to be put out later on today. If the Bills win the Super Bowl, Brian Wilson, will you record yourself being body slammed through a table for us? Absolutely. Now you hear that. And I do pick the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year. I picked them to go probably against uh well, I was picking the Saints earlier, and now I don't know if I picked them, but anybody in the NFC, I don't think they're gonna beat the Bills. So we're gonna have a recording of you going through the table. That's awesome. Way to take one for the team. I will take one for the team, the city of Buffalo, all the Bills Mafia. Obviously, many Bills fans have already done that, but yes, that would be something new for me, and I would be more than happy to go through a table. Do they pre-break the table, or do they do it? Straight? No, the tables are straight. They're they're just plastic tables. That's more dedication than what I got <laughs> for my team. You're going to have to do the WWE pre-break the table for me. You're going to have to do something. Because <laughs> just thinking about, you know, I get it. If 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 you're into that, and I'm sure that they have some liquid courage in them, but my goodness, those tables from the distance that they fall just looks awfully painful. I think the table breaks your fall a little bit, but it breaks other things too. Exactly. <laughs> well, Ryan, I appreciate you coming on, my friend. Jeremy, I appreciate you having on. me anytime. I love your show. I, uh, but yeah, anytime I, I love football. Obviously, it's been 
Yeah, a big part of who I am, but and go Bills. Go Bills. All right. Thank you all for listening. Thanks. And we have a new sponsor here at the Footballers Family Podcast. It's Manscaped. Support for the Footballers Family Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 5 million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code FAMILY at manscaped.com. The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, is it a game changer. Inside the package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver, Revival Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and I dare say the greatest ball trimmer ever. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and it also has a 400K LED spotlight you need for a more precision shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. Now you thought that was good, but wait till you take your grooming game to another level. The Performance Package 4.0 includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Hair Ear Hair Trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary safe skin technology, which help reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. The Crop Preserver Below the Waist Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Below the Waist Toner will change the way you approach your daily hygiene. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code FAMILY. That's get 20% off and free shipping with code family at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tool with Manscaped. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the football history dude. And I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Join George Bozica, the president of the PFRA, and myself, John Bozica, each month for the Professional Football Researchers Association official podcast. We'll discuss the history of the game, the many names of the game, and so many different things for you, making the history of football not only entertaining, but fun at the same time, as we join you on the Sports History Network on the official PFRA podcast. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, 
That's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.